Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It is the Redman Podcast. I am Paul Machin, Ross Chanley, and the man, the legend, Mr. Chris Pajak, are in the studio for this one. Steve is at home mentally preparing himself for a death-defying trip to Birmingham tonight. Liverpool, Aston Villa, and Stephen Gerrard looks to just cut our lives and dreams to pieces. Um, but we'll talk Again. About, talk a little bit about that uh, in due course. But yeah, we've got plenty of stuff to get through in the podcast today. We've got a kick-off question in a moment. We're going to be talking a little bit back on Spurs. Very briefly, we'll, we'll cover Villa because obviously we're aware if you're watching this live, it's tonight. If you listen to it after the fact or watch it after the fact, it's done. So we'll talk more about the FA Cup final at the weekend. And I want to discuss uh, the, the idea that Pep Guardiola thinks everyone supports Liverpool. Um all that to come um, we've also got our uh, got our sponsorship as well but we've got a kick off question it comes from John Lee David Blackshaw which I'm not going to lie um, it comes from our Club Legend Discord it's a Tory name I copied the text <laughs> but I couldn't copy the name so I had to type the name off and three times I had to go back onto the tab to check I'd put the names in the right order because it's three first names beforehand um, it says how does Klopp and LFC budgeting team deal with Haaland going Going to the citizens, uh, and do you think it's as much of a worry as I do? Who is this, this Holland? <laughs> um, this is your generation's Shearer to Man United, but this one happened. I mean, it's not my generation's Shearer to United. That was Shearer to United, or not? Was my generation's Shearer to United? But I appreciate that. Appreciate the. Uh, well, I'm treating it as a compliment. Do you think we're young whippersnappers and don't remember? Football when we were in our prime. Um, it's a shame, really. How do you feel about the Erling Haaland thing? It was never thought, wasn't it? It was just a matter of time before it happened. Similar to the Harry Kane situation, I think it was always a scary thought when they actually got a striker who's just going to sit in the box and score tappings that will help Man City. But discussed it on the Ryan League yesterday. I don't know how many times he can beat Burnley 5 0 and Newcastle 5 0. I think this is something to help them get over the edge in the Champions League and it's actually quite interesting the timing of it very much feels like Fabinho after Kiev yeah. have we just been knocked out let's make everyone happy let's rejuvenate everyone and let's let's push on again but I think it's always been in the works for ages and obviously Rayola dying obviously didn't help things but we have mm-hmm. to get these things over the line yeah I know what an inconvenience <laughs> for what's he doing wrecking that transfer by dying Selfish, Ross yeah. God. Um, twice I, I think that's a really interesting point by Ross the Fabinho stuff Chris because look you can't really get more points in the league. I mean, you can because they'll get like what early nineties probably to win the league this year. They've done a hundred in the past. They might be able to get back up to that again. But there's only so many games you can win in the in the Premier League. And I wonder whether it's a bit of seeing Benzema up close and just going how much it is just having a talismanic all round complete centre forward in your side makes that little bit of, little bit of difference. Uh, and it will do. It'll make them better, definitely. Um, I'm convinced of that, but it doesn't mean that Liverpool are out of next season's title race at all. Yeah. Um, people seem to be throwing the towel in very early these days before even this season's finished. Uh, and it, you know, it's what it's what Klopp does. It's what we how we evolve and how we get better as well. Because Liverpool won't sit still. Liverpool won't spin the wheels. Liverpool will strive to get better as well. Right now, on paper, the signing looks brilliant. There's loads of signings that look great on paper. In fact, most signings look great on paper. Yep. It's how they actually work in real life. Apart from that one Everton got on loan in January from Villa. Yeah, that didn't look great on didn't paper. Didn't look great on no. anything. It, that's the interesting point, because I think we say about people throwing the towel, and it was the same, and it was the same with Pundits at the start of the season. As soon as Chelsea got the khaki, Chelsea are going to win the title. My United's got yeah. Ronaldo, and we, we know, and I think Haaland's, 
it feels like he's a different class, which is what makes it slightly different of going, well, you can't just turn up and expect he's going to be really good. He's been phenomenal at Dortmund. I think his goal ret- goal return or goal contribution return is like, I think he scored like 85 goals in 83 games at Dortmund, which is it's roughly around that, which is obviously a hell of a lot. Yeah. I think he'll get more over his time at Manchester City, but there's no guarantees. His injury record isn't great either, but I know he's only 21. It's time for that to develop and get better. So he's missed quite a bit of football this season as well. Yeah. What I love about him and where I think he's absolutely at his best is when he's, you know, using his body to force people off the ball, driving him behind. I think he's really good. Like, I don't watch enough Dortmund to say he's a fox in the box, but I'm damn sure he'll be able to do that as well. Um, that's the that's the thing, isn't it? He's got everything to his game, Haaland. And, you know, for me, if you wanted a pure out and out striker between Haaland and Mbappe, I'd probably be more tempted by Haaland than Mbappe. You know, Mbappe comes from the left hand side a little bit more, probably suits our system a little bit more maybe than Haaland does right now. Mm-hmm. Manchester City, I feel, are play into the strengths. They've got the striker that suits them more yeah. in Haaland. If they had the choice between Haaland and Mbappe, I think Haaland on paper suits them more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at it, 28 goals and 29 appearances all comps this season. You know, again, his overall amount of games played has been has been limited by injuries, but when he's played, he's, he scores. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's, yeah. he's absolutely brilliant. But I, I, I think that's the point. The idea of chucking the tile in because another team have signed a lad. It's like... We, we signed Diaz and Diaz is boss and we've yeah. got loads of other boss lads and as well City are trying it's, it's, Liverpool's attacking options are better than Man City's is my argument on this now you could argue well they're still ahead of us in the league so therefore you know that's just them extending the gap or whatever I mean football doesn't work like that it just it, it just doesn't you know a bit of bad luck here and there can have a significant difference in tight title races still contend the timing of our COVID stuff this season undermines a lot of what we're a lot of what we're doing they got a bit more fortunate with it and then and then it, we are where we are yeah. yeah exactly and to answer the question as well I don't think it affects Liverpool at all Liverpool don't, they won't do the business any differently or in the budgeting team won't go oh they've spent X amount Let, let's 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 yeah. do the same like we'll have plans that have been in the works for months anyway yeah, exactly it might it might change our like analysis department might go a bit deeper because they'll have to start work because that'll change how Man City do things I think because they'll have more of a fixed man in and around there you know they've, they've been so fluid this season Chris you know every one of their they've got five lads who've played centre forward for them this season and not one of those played centre forward not one of them is a natural centre forward having to go back to that means they'll yeah they'll probably just rivet they'll just get the Aguero book back out again dust it off and go go back to there maybe it but it seems to me like they're spending a lot of money to just win the Premier League yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. They'll get to the Champions League final and they'll play him at DM. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But you're right. You know, you know we, were sat, we were here last summer when everyone was writing Liverpool off, as you say, because cause Ronaldo, yeah. brilliant. It might be that he does just totally upset what they do. He probably won't because he's brilliant. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's not going to be class because every all the evidence points towards he's yeah. going to be absolutely brilliant. And I'd be made up if we were signing him. I, ju- I just would. But... um. I've also contended he's an Achilles injury away from being Christian Benteke because that he's, a, he's, a, he's a very big lad. And look, again, he could go his entire career and not have any of those problems, but he's dead fast as well. And it'll be interesting to see. Hey, look, it's one of them. He's boss. He's 21 years old. He's brilliant at football and Man City have signed him. But I also, it's another good example. I'd be to see how the press cover this because all the word on the grapevine is that, yes, there's the release clause, but they're paying like, They'll be paying like two to three times. It's like hundred odd million. Hundreds of millions to actually get him in. And it's whether they try to hide that so they can continue with their own, oh, poor old Man City, we can't be spending lots of big money and all that kind of stuff. We just buy five 50 million pound players instead of buying a two. You know, last season they signed a hundred million pound player, they signed another hundred million pound player in Harlem this season. Yeah. Exactly, no but the Jack yeah. Grealish stuff it fucked them because it drew eyes to what they're doing. Whereas they've managed to go under the radar. You can get like one of their guys on on, on doing media duties a couple of years ago talking about how like yeah we've not broken the record for any of the positions Liverpool have paid X for Van Dijk and the goalie and all that. And it's like yeah, that's how they've gotten away with it. But it looks like they've just decided to go full Tory and just go, we'll just do what we want and, 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 and no one will care because no one cares. I think it was a, it might be a Man City fan or journalist, but it was someone with a blue tick on Twitter saying that it, everyone's over, overworking what what they're doing because they overpaid on Joe. And like I forgot he even played, played for Man City. And yeah. like maybe maybe they did. And that pre Guardiola, they did spend a lot of money and just you know rotate players because they didn't do him but even under him they spent you know, the, the, you know the City fans are rattled because all I'm seeing is them defending something when no one's arguing against them yeah yeah. they're already on the defensive yeah that, that tells you that 
it's true. No, but it's, it's, like, it's like when you walk in on your kid and you go, what are you doing? And they go, oh, and they get immediately like ultra defense. Like, well, I was just asking you, what, what are you doing? You're right. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, now you can yeah, tell yeah. me what it is you're actually, <laughs> you're actually doing here. Um, no, it is. They are. And, and because they've had, they've had now years of this and that, there's a core of Man City fans who've been up and down the, the, the leagues and the football team's their football team and I respect that. But it, it's it's this as well, and it is they are just it, the the idea of Pep trying to shift the narrative towards them being oh you know we've only got X amount of players and well we haven't got the squad to compete and blah blah blah. It's like yeah a you have and b boo fucking who if you haven't because again to the point is what happens when you choose to spend a hundred million pounds on a footballer. You, you live with the con- live the, the consequences. Of it, that, they, they don't. They don't though. No, no, that's the no, point, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like you can spend the hundred million pound on Grealish, him not set the world alight. Good player, still whatever, and still just roll the dice the next year on another hundred million pound player. Like Liverpool don't get that. You know, no one else in the league gets that pretty much. Yeah. Manchester United maybe, but even then, I don't think they really even get it because they've got to justify it in some ways. Man City have never had to justify anything. That, they that, just get to do it and do it again if it's wrong. Yeah, that's why my United stuck with Harry Maguire for £80 million pounds because they have to play him. They can't, they, they can't shift him. And Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if they do, they're not getting anywhere like that. that and Man United probably just will eventually and they'll take a big bath on it and they'll, they'll move on because they... To Chris's point, they can yeah. still. Man United still can do that because they've got the depth of resources to be able to do it. But Liverpool have had to. Fran be- sounds like a good player, doesn't he? What? Just like Varane sounds like a good footballer. Yeah, I'm told he's great. <laughs> he's not. I'm told he's, I'm told he's really good. Like, yeah, he's got all kinds of European cups and he plays, he's a World Cup winner and he's played for Real Madrid. He must be dead good. Jaden Sanchez made me a good comparison to to Haaland coming in but maybe that's a different example because Man United are just terrible Erling Haaland is just a freak and he's going to come in and continue to be a freak because he's a freak Yeah, and that'll be that he's, he's, he is to centre forward play what Usain Bolt is to 100 metres plus you know sprinting he just, it shouldn't work but it does and I've got no doubt that it will continue I have every doubt that if he'd signed for us he would turn out to be you know, just it would all stop working. Like you know, what I mean? it's just that's it. years and years of us go. Oh, and we'll get Andy Carroll. Look at him; oh, he's tearing the league up. Oh no, he just loves pills and, and going out and getting bevied and that. Like you know, what I mean, in the summer, like good on him. Um, hopefully, Ireland's like that. Just goes nuts when he comes over to England, and he's just got it's got brasses everywhere, and fucking goes off goes off the deep end. That'd be like that. absolutely great. Don't care for him at all. Ivan Drago. Uh, it does fit into Klopp's whole Rocky narrative even better though, to be <laughs> fair. Like Luis Diaz is is Rocky and Erling Haaland is Ivan Drago. I love that. Right. Uh, we've got our sponsor this week. It is Who Knows Wins. We've got Reese uh, Andrew calling in for us. Let me just don my flight gear um, to, to get this one. Reese, how are you doing? Like Ross said, last summer with Lukaku joining Chelsea. I mean, there is no guarantee, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's all in. They're all, they're all in on Haaland now. Like you've this got year. to, well, yeah. But like Pep's not got long left, has he? And he, he's got to. He's now got to deliver the Champions League next season you because got an of there. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just about to unleash the hottest, <laughs> hottest mid-track the world's ever seen. Um, right. Anyway, let's do who knows wins. Uh, should we have a look at the table from last week? Yes. Let's do it. How did we do? Oh, I was top. Rossi, Stanley, joint top with me. Uh, and also, it appears Chris and Charlie. Well done. Uh, well done, Ross. Terrible scores, though. Um, I mean, yeah. Talk about a contrast to last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was lots of high scores last week. Mm, what did you get this week? Five. <sighs> yeah. So You know, I'm pulling it back. I really am. <laughs> Clawing it all back in. Right. It's so, Stamble all over again. So to clarify, yeah, the table, um, for those listening in, uh, me... Then Ross, then Chris, then Charlie. Four. That's not. That's not Simon. How it looked on the screen. Ben Steve. He's three. very much put himself top there. And, and I noticed how he didn't give the scores out either, so he just made it look like he was first. So let's go with Chris and Charlie both on four. Paul and Ross both on four. All joint first. Si and Steve three points. Tom, a big fat zero. Right, Tom. You got to run in here as fast as possible. Get here. He's done his leg. What Tom is the loser. He's got to run. He's also producing. So we're gonna. If anything goes wrong, this is good. We're, we're, we're on the edge here. Just kneel down there for us, mate. Just kneel down in front. Heard that before. There you go. And Tom knows nothing. Tom knows so little. He didn't even know to put his teams, his picks in this week. Well, it. How'd you forget? Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
There you go. Tom is the big loser this week. Right, um, should we have a look at what the um, fixtures are for this week's one, Reese? Do you want to talk us through them? Let's do it, yeah. So we've got one on the Saturday. It's our FA Cup final against Chelsea. And then the rest are on Sunday. Uh, we've got Spurs, Burnley, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Leeds, Brighton, Watford, Leicester, West Ham, Man City, Wolves, Norwich, Everton, Brentford. Then we've got in the Serie A, AC Milan versus Atalanta, and in La Liga, Atletico Madrid versus Sevilla. I would listen to Reese do the classified football results, you know. Yeah? Yeah. I think I should be the next guy. I think there should be a petition going because I, you can just hear in that guy's voice when he does the classified results that he's probably on his way out. So I definitely... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just he's a bit like, he's got a bit Martin Tyler on it. It's just like, it's all, he's been doing it too long. Yeah. It's getting a bit sad. a bit of bump, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Jeff Schelling's nearly on his way out. Of the job, not not life, isn't he? And he said he's going to leave, and he's staying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played a blander for a new contract there, didn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are we feeling about this, Reese? Any ones that you think are particularly nailed on or tricky in this week? It's funny, right? So, this is what I think about this stage of the season: is on paper, it's quite deceiving. Whereas you have to look at the context of the games. So then we've got a couple of fixtures, like I'll pick out Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, for example. That's a mid table game there's not a lot riding on it whereas you've got a let's have a look here now Spurs versus Burnley right so Spurs going for Champions League and then Burnley trying to avoid the draw you just don't know where where that game's going to go so everything's on the line I think if we're being honest this is our best chance of getting some points back on City them away to West Ham but I mean, would you be surprised if they beat them 4-0? You no, really no. And, and just quickly on the Chelsea-Liverpool one, one, is that the full-time result again? Yeah, so sorry. If it goes into extra time, it's a draw with Clash. Yeah, yeah, good point. So it does take the score after 90 minutes. So at, at the 90 minutes, so if it's 0-0, it goes into extra time, that's cast as a draw in the Big Ten. So, I mean, last week we had one winner who had 8 out of 10 and won £6,000. Everyone else had seven. He was the only one to get out of eight out of ten. So he still lost two or didn't get two results right, but he still won six thousand pounds. Very much. So that's a decent story. Yeah. Yeah. Very much I was I was gutted. I thought I was on for ten out of ten last week. Really? I even put it in our little um Excel sheet. Once I put my picks in, I put the results and put ten in at the end. Clever. Mm-hmm. Didn't work though. Last did it didn't last. No. Mm. There you go. It was just what I started with. Yeah. I haven't seen you since you lost. Actually. I didn't lose. I mean, you didn't yeah. happen. Don't, no one photoshopped anything onto me. <laughs> In no way, shape, or form did we see a photo of Chris Payne with the losers hat a few weeks ago. Uh, right, uh, Reese, anything else you want to tell people before we head off? Yep, so the price part's £10,000 and obviously get your picks in on before 3pm on, well, not 3pm, it'll probably be quarter five. But make sure that by checking out the app, um, download as always and get involved. Mm, perfect. Thank you so Brilliant. much. Thanks, Reece. Reece. Have a Speak wonderful week, week, guys. Have a good week. Amazing. All right. Um, yeah, of course, you can get involved with that. The link will be in the description uh, on YouTube and, of course, uh, on podcasting services as well. Get involved. We're having a good laugh with it. But, of course, make sure you are gamble aware. Uh, and if you're not into the kind of thing, then don't be into it. Just, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, then come and join us and have a laugh uh, and share some bragging rights as well. Right. Uh, Stop down, Central. Damn it. Let's talk about Tottenham Hotspur. It was a bit of a weird feeling, um, Ross. I, I the post-match reaction from a th- from the cop and stuff that really buoyed me. I was really pleased with how defiant the whole thing was, but it was a really odd one. I I, I came away thinking it was a good point. In so much as if you one nil up and you throw it away, it's a bad point. But if you if you one nil down and you get it back to one all, it's a, it's 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 better psychologically, I think. But obviously, it's just incredibly frustrating that I felt like we were just gonna win every game of football because that's what we've done yeah. continuously. And sometimes you look kind of just kind of runs out. Um, I think Steve summed up perfectly with his tweet and the fact you're disappointed with the draw when you go top of the table. It's just it's just where we're at and it's the standards of football these days. I think it's just gutting it. Because we caught up so much and we come so close, that's that's what hurts. You know, we've been fourteen points behind. Still, we draw that game. None of us are asked because the the title's done. But because we clawed it back so much, every point means something. You yeah. just you can't see where Man City going to slip up, and we've all got hope that you know West Ham has reached reached mentioned there. We'll do something. I think it's interesting that they're out of the Europa League now. 
because that was, I think their game was before the final, mm-hmm. which would have just said they would have, would have rotated and City would have won that. Wolves interesting. They you know, drew with Chelsea the weekend and probably, probably should have won. So now all our hopes are on that. But I don't think we should have been disappointed um, with where we are and what, what we've done, to be honest. The bigger picture thing is just phenomenal. Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. And, and and it's a good job that it's coming so thick and fast, really, isn't it, Chris? Because it was like, oh, it's down. Oh, no, oh, the league. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, got the FA Cup final in the weekend. Oh, then it's the final game of the season. Oh, then we're in the Champions League final. I was pleased in so much as we don't, we still have to worry about City for a couple more games because you do, because we're going to keep an eye on them. But the fact that Liverpool have other things in their hands makes it, that's the big psychological boost for this is that if I was then looking at us playing City in the Champions League final, I would be an absolute wreck now because I'm already quite nervous for Chelsea at the weekend, but the idea of then going and playing City and City could walk <coughs> away with it, you know, all, all the big stuff. The fact that, okay, if they get if they get to have the league, they get to have the league. They'll deserve it because they've put down the most points. It is what it is, but I'm glad that it's not the be all and end all. No, no uh, of course. Like, I mean, the thing is, when we won the Champions League and they won the league, we completely overshadowed them and we won one trophy. There's a potential for us to walk away here with three trophies and, again, completely overshadow them. Yeah. And, you know, we've gone further than that Man City side has ever gone in terms of the quadruple chase. Um, look, it's incredibly difficult to win this league anyway because of Manchester City. It's even more difficult to go in every competition and win the league. Like, I... Don't have a doubt in my mind that Liverpool had a better chance of winning the league if they were out of one or two of the cup competitions. Mm-hmm. I truly believe we, we we may well have done that. I don't think we maybe falter at the weekend. Um, but would I rather swap that? No, I'd rather be in three finals and one in the bag, sorry, and two finals upcoming. Yeah. That's just the way that it is. You know, as much as I want to win the Premier League, the Champions League feels great. It's the biggest competition in world football. It's the one with the most kudos. It's the one that draws the eyes. It's the one that everybody cares about, whether you say you don't or you... And that's because you haven't won it. You know, it is truly the biggest competition. It's the hardest competition to win, I believe, as well. If it was the easiest competition, and you know, I saw something on Twitter yesterday, and it's like, which one's harder to win, the Premier League or the Champions League? Well, it's the Champions League because everyone who's won European Cups has won more leagues. Mm-hmm. So if it was easier to win the Champions League, you'd have more Champions Leagues than leagues. No, true. It just and doesn't work well, that way around. Yeah, exactly. And if it's talking about domestic league, there's you know, in terms of the top leagues, there's four top domestic leagues any given time. So there's four league titles being won. Football league titles being won every year, whereas there's one. Which I think was Carragher's point on on Monday Night Football, wasn't it? And I get that. I think it's an interesting point. But like, really, right now, there's two teams that can win the Premier League. You know, there's Liverpool and there's and there's Manchester City. And for the most part of the Premier League, there's two teams that can win the Premier League. So you're either one of them or you're not. (laughs) And And it's capitalising when you are. And that's where I think Liverpool haven't done it so far under Jurgen Klopp. I think we probably should have walked away with at least two league titles. So far, I mean, obviously last season is what it is, but it's still a year sort of wasted. Whereas if it doesn't feel like, yeah, when it, when it comes to European Cups, I think we've maximised everything we can do. Mm-hmm. You can get beat by Real Madrid in the final. You really can. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They've done it to that many teams. Yeah, and take that point further and spread it across Europe. You know, look at all the other leagues. PSG more often win their league. Ajax, Bayern Munich. You know, I know it's been mixed up in Serie A over, the, over recent years. But, but it was, those, it was but, Juventus for like what ten years. Exactly. But that. those those teams like Juventus, Ajax, Barcelona, and Real Madrid are all massive teams and referred to as massive teams because they've all won the European Cup multiple times. And that's why PSG and Man City want to spend all this money because they want to be in the same bracket as those teams. Yeah. And 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 going back to the league point, you know, I think I think generally speaking, there is just two teams that can win the Premier League or has been over the course of it. it might change in the future. Mm-hmm. But when you go into the Champions League, I think there's bare minimum four every year that you look at and go, Well, I could see Bayern Munich winning it, I could see Man City winning it, I could see Liverpool winning it, I could see Real Madrid doing it again, even though they're crap. You know, and, yeah. and that's it. PSG, of course. So there's there's five really, really good sides there probably yeah. that have all got a really good chance of winning it every year. Didn't even name the European champions. Yeah, and you know what I mean. It's uh, and that's that. You're right. There's loads. Of, there's there's lots of good teams. Um, just talking about the game itself. I think the real frustration for me came in that second half when we came out. You're attacking the cop, and I'm used to Liverpool being in tight games in the first half, and you know you improve in the second. And it was mad how we spent ten minutes. I think playing loads better, but playing worse at the same time. It was weird. We we came out. We got into loads of really dangerous positions, and our final ball just got. Worse, or our, our our passing was just slightly off. It was, you know, when you start to feel, ah, this is normally when we would absolutely 
just batter the team and all those fine margins stop working for us. Like thing and just bad decisions like Salah, Naby Keita stepping over it for for Salah when he should just he That's should just bang it. He should yeah. just absolutely bang it. Decision making was poor. Yeah, it was it was poor, and there was a, there was a few balls from maybe Thiago to the back stick where it never quite come across, and and you know Jordan Henderson I think had one of them. Virgil Van Dijk hits the bar, doesn't he? From a corner, Virgil Van Dijk misses the target from a corner. You know there was loads of half decent opportunities there where Liverpool could have put the game away. You know Liverpool created opportunities in good areas of the field as well. I, I remember looking at the the stats from it. Um, it just wasn't going to happen. But the mad thing is when we scored. I didn't think there was going to be another winner to that game. I didn't think it was going to end in a draw. I truly believed that Liverpool were going to turn that round and yeah. win. And I was absolutely... That's why I walked out disappointed. Because yeah. for no no point did I think Liverpool weren't winning that game. Even when we were 1-0 down, I was like, oh, we're going to get at least a draw. But when we scored with 15 to go, I'm like, oh, this is on. This we, is absolutely on. We talked about it on the build-up show, about it. it the, Conte's role was Mourinho, Chelsea, 13-14. And they played that to a T. They weren't quite as overt about it you know in like it was just like Chelsea that, that season was just it was mad like Ashley Cole letting th- people getting balls thrown to him for the throw and he just moved his hands out the way let it into his chest and roll away on the floor like that was next level stuff but I mean that was in, in from Spurs regard they they came with a game plan and they enacted it almost perfectly you know that's how that's Conte I think has decided to make them hard to beat I think they'll get more from them Next season, they'll play more. They'll play more and better football. But he's clearly decided, I'm gonna get in top four by being as resolute as possible. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's incredibly frustrating. But to the point, like Chelsea, I've got a song about Liverpool not winning the league in the season they finished third mm. because of taking those kind of things. We should never be underestimated how much footballers and football managers just love the kudos of being spoilers, basically. Yeah, but. I think it's a compliment to Liverpool that he's not ready to match up with us because he knows he's not good enough and the, and the team's not the same. But I think it's a, it just seems a bit of a shame, a bit of a waste because of the potential that they have got and some of the players that they have got. And I did the preview with Flav and he's like, some of their defenders are shocking and they can't go toe for toe with Liverpool, which makes sense. But it didn't make sense where the league is. Like they were, I think they're now four points behind Arsenal. So they're chasing top four and they play Arsenal on Thursday night. They could have fucked top four by playing like they did against Liverpool mm. because... You're more interested in not conceding the goal yeah. rather than scoring goal. I, I, I'm going to say something that probably most people would disagree with. I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's in the fullness of time when you've looked at the full results of the weekend. Like the fact of the matter is, they've played that way against us twice, and they've played that way against City twice, and they've walked out with yeah. eight points yeah. in games where they're probably expected to walk out with no points. Absolutely. So I, I I don't buy that argument at all. Like you've got to get you and Tottenham nearly walked away with a win. By the way, you know, late on they had that opportunity yeah. there, didn't they? Um, and they'd probably be really disappointed that they didn't get that win. That was the best way for Tottenham to beat Liverpool, not going toe to toe with us. Mm-hmm. So I'm all like, I, I don't like it, but like, I think it's a bit revisionist to say, oh, they couldn't, they, you know, you, you fall behind. Yeah, they do. But they had a better chance of getting three points by playing like and that. And we've talked this is plenty of times about how the psychological impact of Liverpool thump you. And then you've got to pick yourself up and go, you know what I mean? I, 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 the damage that does to your side when you've got to buy in again, particularly because it's not, I just don't think they've got the capability to go toe to toe with us anyway. And as you say, because, and given the people they've got available, he'd have done a variation on that, maybe slightly more attacking, but he's not like he would, he was going to go 4 3 3. And 70% absolutely. of them all. Yeah. It's just, it, yeah. they get beat. Yeah. So, what's yeah. the point? And they're at home on 30 as well, so I think he probably fancies his chances yeah, in that yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then and then test the mental strength of Arsenal after yeah. that, which we know can be suspect at, at times. I, I'm absolutely fine with it. The only thing I'm not keen on is the head, head the head injury stuff is bad. Like And 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 this is always the issue with this. So when, when they talk about concussion subs and they've talked about lots of those little additions... And it's like like five subs and all that kind of thing. When they try to make changes to the games, people like the, the the old school English managers Allardyce. rail against it yeah, yeah, yeah. because Sam Allardyce because Sam Allardyce and Sam Allardyce is the fella who bends every rule to gain everything, every advantage. And people go, "Oh, well, f- respect to him for, for for doing that." But at some point, that I don't know how you stop it. But at some point, someone's going to have a serious head injury and the referee's just going to go, ah, get, on, get on with it. And they're going to ignore it. And that's the danger of, it's the boy who cried wolf, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And this is where it comes back to 60-minute match clocks. 
quite honestly. Like, you can still do it and it still holds the momentum of the game and I understand all that, but at least you're not winning by doing it, yeah. if you know what I mean. So I think it's a serious consideration that football needs to have. I think, you know, you can feel, like, I swear, like you shouldn't, I don't think you, you go and you pay 50 quid a game necessarily to see, you know, more or less football, but like a standardised amount of football would quite be quite nice, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And when you go games where, and Liverpool get a lot of them, and that's where the frustration comes from Klopp, isn't it? Whereby they start messing around at two minutes into the game. And they're ultimately, they're only messing their own time up come the end of the game because we're normally 2-0 ahead or whatever. But, like, it is just infuriating, whereas... I don't know what they can do about that because there's always going to be someone looking for an angle somewhere. Yeah. It's just the nature of, of a really money-rich sport. It, 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 as, as with anything, the problem is when you create rules, when you say it's this and this, people will always find exceptions and people will always test it and will always push it. You can do anything in life. People think more rules are the solutions to problems, whereas it very, they're short-term fixes. It's like patch, patchwork, isn't it? You know what I mean? Instead of actually ripping something out and repairing it, it's like slapping something, slapping a, a plaster on something as opposed to fixing the root cause of the problem. And it, look, it, it, there's a bit of bitterness, absolutely, there has to be, because we didn't have, you know, we didn't win the game of football. And Liverpool, by the way, time waste all the time. Liverpool do it in, in games where we need to win. We time waste because we believe in taking time out of the game. I think it upsets the opposition to some extent. And I can accept that that's part of the, the game. But, I mean, yeah, the head injury stuff's just a bit fucking mad because it also, the worst thing about like someone like Hoiberg, uh, Ross, it might not even be that it hurts someone else. It could hurt him. I mean, look at Anthony Gordon in the derby. Yeah. Mm. He comes into that game with a reputation of diving. Yeah. So doesn't get the doesn't get the results. And all of a sudden we we could see it the fact the referee was telling people was actually saying to play the game on when people were going down at some point. And that at some point he might he might genuinely get hurt in a game and he'll be fucked because no one will believe that he's that he just to scrap Richardson for the majority of that game. We had, I think Thiago ends up clashing with his foot or whatever, and he, he's left on the floor. Like, he's injured, we carry on. Then they, they get wound up because we carried on playing football. We're not interested in their time wasting because we want to score a goal. I get it's a tactic for some teams, and that's what frustrates us because we don't play to, to, to that extent or, or that badly. Mm-hmm. But if they're coming to Anfield and they've got no other option or they're either delaying the inevitable or delaying Liverpool scoring and frustrating us, it works sometimes. You're also forcing potential negligence onto referees, I think. Yeah. Where so a referee makes the call, now he's now not this time. I'm not falling for it. Who wants to be the referee when some for that for that instance in a game, that's the thing that they're, they're unlocking. A bit stupid. Um, are we prepared to concede the title? No. 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 Not a chance. Gosh. And I, I I'm not even I'm not even sure City need to lose. Like they could draw twice. <laughs> Everyone seems to be focused on them losing the game, and that's where they're getting in their own heads. It's like we just need two nil nils. Yeah, just need someone to survive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't have to be that they get beat. They could they could draw twice. Remember that we've got options. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. We're not out yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, yeah. I mean, the, the issue we've got, of course, that would be nice because I don't want to have the goal difference chase. You get one draw, and then I tell you what, they they may be starting to run a bit scared then. Yeah. Be interesting stuff. Uh, but the, the thing they've got going for them is the Pep's doing everything in his power, and we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. But he's obviously trying to galvanise them, isn't he? He's trying to, he, you know, he's got to now because. Well, he can literally put his arms around all of the City fans and won't go. <laughs> it's easy for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? The prick. He's on the verge of an a act- breakdown. No, no, no. I said this on the build up show yesterday. Dead. But he's on, the, he's on the verge of a of a catastrophic failure of a season because, you know, and, and, and it, how does he? cope with that in his head and he'll survive in Manchester because they love him and the, the board love him and they know there's no one better out there so it's not like it's going to get him the sack but it is uh, uh, that's the that's the pressure that comes with that job and I don't think he's ever really had that because it's oh, like oh man City aren't we oh poor old City typical City and now it's like no you've got to win the treble mate or you've got to win the Champions League so if you haven't not won the Champions League that he had to win haven't got to the final last season they proved he can get there they need to go one step further and they've gone one step shorter and to then not even do the, the they've already not done the bread and butter of the domestic cups. Mm-hmm. If if and this is that this is the thing where you're right, Chris Pep's head is not a pretty place to be. He's the key for me because yes, they're running out of they're running out of players. I'm sure I'm sure a couple of lads that he set out for the season will miraculously reappear next weekend, guaranteed. But or the weekend after next. But it's whether he just something he just does something fucking nuts. 
Possibly. If you can play that goalie again between now and the end of the season. <laughs> please, please like, the, we'll take that. On the squad size thing, I said it the other week, don't spend a million pounds on a player if you've got a small squad. You haven't got a small, a small squad. squad, they just don't count the fucking five youth players that are really, really know, good when you, they do the squad But if you're things. trying to say you've got a small squad and you're running out of players, don't go spend a million pounds on a player who doesn't start with the majority of your yeah, games and expect sympathy from everybody else. Yeah, Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Money to make a squad. They've chosen to buy hundred million pound players. Ross is absolutely right. And they could, they decide. And they've got a big squad anyway. And they could have pushed it the envelope and gone a little bit more on Kane. They could have done, but they obviously decided they set a limit on what they were paying. But if, if Spurs had accepted hundred million for Kane, they'd have had Grealish and Kane. Yeah, they just would have done. And would there have been issues over the, the squad depth thing? Is it that? Is it? Is it Cole Palmer? Yeah. He's supposed to be amazing. They never include him in the squad things. And Dilap yeah. as well. Is it, is yeah, Dilap, so. a couple, they've got a couple of really good young lads who, who, who should be. Who, yeah, are, are part of the squad. Certainly. And they and they include Carson when it comes to the goalkeeper, but not Stefan. And like it, this, that's what I see. And it's yeah. like, hang on a minute. Like it's like us just not including Kurt Jones, Oxley Chamberlain, Taki Minamino, and Harvey Elliott because they don't make the bench every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's getting frustrated because he's not getting the recognition that he thinks he deserves for his achievements in Manchester City in a, in, a, in a broader scale. And I reckon if he had the chance to do it at Liverpool, I think he'd do it differently. Absolutely right. We're going to talk a bit more about this and what Klopp said, and, and we've got Jürgen Klopp's reaction to it. But we have got a very short break. Um, we have got an amazing array of content coming up. It's Wembley week over on. Men Plus and we're also on the running we're not prepared to concede the title I'm sure you're not either but either way we've got an FA Cup final and we've got a Champions League final to look forward to as well uh, so here's a little bit of what we've got for you in the coming weeks Hey everyone, the run into the most exciting season in the history of football is underway. The mighty Reds are in the hunt for four trophies and we have got that covered from all angles, whether it's pre-game. There are big similarities between United and Liverpool because of the history and the success and the demand to be the best. Post-game, when Liverpool got better in the second half, it came because we unleashed Andy Roberts. A plus. Yes, excellent work in the XG gold timeline graph. Documentaries. So why not take a trip back in time with me now as we look at the story of the crew. Features. And interviews. Yeah, I played against him in, in, I think it was just after lockdown, we played Blackburn and played Liverpool Anfield. There has never been a better time to join Redmen Plus and get yourself more Redmen content, more cultural features, closer access to the city of Liverpool, the club, and the vibes on the streets of Liverpool as we head towards an unprecedented end to the 2022 season. What a ride it's been. Come and join us over on redmenplus.com. It is a streaming service built specifically for Liverpool fans and we want you over there whether you like video content or podcast content we have got you covered in your native podcasting app there are two tiers available Club Captain gets you access to all of the content but if you want more if you want to get closer to the Redmen TV team then you can join as a club legend get access to our Discord group and don't forget there's also a whole bunch of extra perks including free merchandise oh yes oh yes 
and live show tickets as well. Redmen Plus, the best independent Liverpool media streaming service on the planet today. Get involved. Head to redmenplus.com. Oh no, I, I live in Liverpool, so yes, here, a lot of people want us to win the league, that's true. But even here, it's probably only 50%. Um, just the other, the other guys um, were, or people were um, involved in, in another fight, uh, at least until yesterday. Um, and yeah, I have no idea if the whole country is supporting us, That I don't know that. Um, uh, it's not the feeling I get actually when we go to other places and play there. It's actually the opposite. But um, yeah, maybe he knows more about that than me. So, <clears throat> so Pep Guardiola thinks everyone's supporting Liverpool and the media and all that kind of stuff, which sounds very much like infamy, infamy. They've all got it in for me. Um, now, before we obviously rip the piss out of him in a huge way for being an absolute psychopath. Um, Shall we post him this? Can we? Who knows nothing. <laughs> um, shall we? Can anyone posit me some ideas as to why he might feel that way? Just to play, just for a bit of balance on this, relatively speaking. I'll go back to what I said before. I think he, he wants, I don't think he gets the recognition that I think he would get if he was at Liverpool or he was doing it a different way rather than being a state-funded football club. And I think he's, he's over his achievements will be recognised a lot more elsewhere. I think that's why, why he feels like that. I think maybe also distracting from They'd be knocked out of the Champions League. It's a good tactic to talk about, you know, something else. There's a fire over here, but oh, look at this. Yeah. Everyone feels sorry for me. But it, he's talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing, I, I, when he talks about the media, so, I mean, and I've seen that um, the media BBC predictions thing come out again in response to this, where everyone had Liverpool, like, not winning the league and some of them, like, not in the top four and all that kind of stuff. Nobody had Liverpool having a good season or anywhere near as good a season as we had. So that kind of defies that. But I do feel a little bit of this is because there's no, there are no real Man City pundits. You've got Micah Richards and that's it. And he's literally on everything because and he, yeah, he, he's cashed in in a huge way. He's on every bit of coverage he can get hold of because they've got no one else. Whereas it, with regards to Liverpool, maybe you can say you've got Redknapp and you've got Carragher and you've got... Danny Murphy, Sunes, exactly. You know, and there'll be and there'll be other examples beyond that. So I can maybe sense that if you're watching TV coverage, there's not a lot of people going to bat for Manchester City. What about City. Steve McManaman? Oh yeah, of course, of course. He was a he was a Man City player far more recently than he was a Liverpool player. Fowler's on BT as well. What do they want? Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Well, I, what, there you go, Pep. In your fucking bald-headed face. What are you talking about? Um, so, but to the point, I, 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 I can sort of get a bit of that. But honestly, I, we all live in our bubbles, don't we? And I'm, I've become more aware of this because of like voting and politics over the last 15 years. That what I feel is my grasp of the world via social media is a very, very tight, closed off sort of sort it's a of microcosm, isn't it? Exactly, and it tends to reflect your own views and opinions, and that's why that's why lots of weirdos thrive on social media because they can feel as though they've got loads of people around them who all share their same, and therefore that is the worldview. That's how you end up with FSG outers and thinking they're like leading this like absolute parish of diehards, you know, an army of people who are ready to storm the barricades, and then five people turn up to to not an organised protest. He. <laughs> I, I, do you reckon it's just that? Do you reckon he's just got two people around him who are just telling him that's the case, or he's looking at it in a skewed way? Well, I think it's, I think it's a, it's an age-old tactic that he's seen other managers do, and it's about whether he believes it or not. He's saying it. I'm not sure he believes it. I think he's just saying it for the squad. See, I, I, think I, think he, just... I think he does. I just, I, maybe he's just been at City too long, and because that does that, that that preaches to their choir big time, doesn't it? It's like Liverpool are this big. Powerhouse and weird little yeah. old, weird old little yeah. city, yeah. But like this idea that he's—I think he's tapping into that they core need, fan base no, who still they think need, they're in the got, second division. They've got division. it wrong. What they need to do is start acting like a big club, yeah. but they're not. 
They are acting like a small club. They're not. A- Manchester United don't have to don't have to say we're a massive club. Liverpool don't have to say we're a massive club. We just are. Man, Man City need to will themselves into being a big club by winning a Champions League or by acting like one. They young, don't do any of that. They're a young girl in the mum's heels and eyeliner, pretending they're pretending they're old enough to be in town, and that's City. They've got all the all the dressings of being someone who belongs at the table, but the attitude, the mentality. And that's the thing. I think Pep's got that. I think Pep is Pep's a big manager. He's got he's been all the biggest clubs as a player and as a manager. But I just, but it's what I mean. And whether he's play, deliberately playing to his his audience, or they've started to taint him and he started to buy into it because it, I, I'm not sure. I know the weird thing is, I don't is, think he's shooting from the hip there. I think he has got a, a, a degree of plan, but I also do believe that he he's, he believe it's not a, it's not like he's not reading purely from script for pure effect. I do think he be, he believes a little bit of what he's saying. It's only weird because that. One that was then being sports from the weekend. It was Liverpool were mentioned in the question. Or Liverpool mentioned the question because obviously Liverpool dropped points. But then he's not. It's not like he's he's poked and prodded about it. It's not like Rafa and Fergie when they were they you know they were asked and they drew up like a rivalry and there was a little fact stuff and do you know what I mean? It's just he's just off the cuff. Like no mentioned Liverpool. It's like <laughs> why are you so bothered? Yeah. Well, like because to your point, he, he wants to be lauded. He wants his team to be held up. And, you know, and, and again, you saw that mentality a couple of weeks ago when people, all the City fans coming out going, everyone's talking about Liverpool on the quadruple. City are on for the treble. And, you know, obviously they're not now. Um, but they do. And he's had that for years now, like how Liverpool players get picked in the Ballon d'Or nominations over over Man City and all. And it's not, I mean, look, Ruben Diaz wins football writers, football, football player of the year the last year, doesn't he? So they've started to turn that. I'm sure Kev De Bruyne has won something as well. But, Liverpool do draw more eyes and Liverpool certainly have a bigger fan base and they've certainly got a bigger following and I think globally Chris he's probably right like around the world more people will want Liverpool to win but in this country it's a fucking nonsense more I think I think he's confusing no one gives a shit about Man City with everyone loves Liverpool yeah and that and that that's the point that that's absolutely spot on because you know Manchester United fans Tottenham fans Arsenal fans they don't mind if City get what would it be a ninth Premier League a ninth league sure, title I'm not sure exactly um and that's that in and of itself tells you a lot because I know how many Manchester United have won because they've won the fucking most. Everyone knows how many Liverpool have won. You know, I know how many FA Cups Arsenal have won because they've won 14 of the bastards and they're miles out ahead of everybody else. And knew that Man City had had eight League Cups and because they were joint top. Mm-hmm. They're now not joint top of that. Yep. You know, it's just us on our own. They're the things that you, you are drawn to the teams with the most t- of all the titles. Yeah, And Man City aren't. In any category. Exactly. He and might have more charity shields, who knows, but yeah. Alter. And he's fighting, he'll be remembered really fondly, but the problem is, of course, he's, he's, he's and this is where City are at, City are trying, City are 20 years away from being up with Liverpool and, and Man United. Maybe less, might be, might, might be another 10. Maybe well, six more. Champions League in 10 years though, wasn't it? Well, maybe, maybe, but maybe not. You know what I mean? And what I'm saying is, bare minimum, you're talking a decade before they're, they're close to the conversation. And there's a lot of things that can happen in that time. Least of all, Pep Guardiola probably deciding he wants to go and do something else with his life. But the he's, I mean, like Alex Ferguson built a legacy and Jürgen Klopp is in danger of in, in seven years of undermining the legacy that Alex Ferguson left. Whereas Pep Guardiola, it just, I don't know. Do you know what it is? I, I, I truly think it comes down to the footy with him. I think he thinks they play the best football in the world. And he he's never really got over the fact that people got bored of his Barca side. Yeah. And he's never really got over the fact that no one really loves the City side. Yeah. Like they never, Barcelona at least had a few years where everyone was like, this is the best football the world has ever seen. He's never had that at Bayern and he's not had that at Manchester City since. Even though they do play terrific football, it's just a little bit boring. And I also feel that he doesn't he doesn't understand how Jürgen Klopp can hold on to his coattails mm-hmm. because he does spend £100 million on players year in, year out. He does spend more money than everybody else. He And he's and he is, I think, probably one of the best coaches in the world, if not the best. Him and Jürgen probably joint first at the moment for completely different styles. I think he's like, how the fucking hell is this fella doing this? Or with a different, a completely different model, and how's he managed to make everyone like him as well? Yeah. You know, because you might not like Liverpool, 
But everyone, no one hates Jürgen Klopp. Yeah. Because he's just a fucking really nice fella. Yeah. Who, who's, who speaks honestly and openly about things. Who People care what he says, not just even on the footy. Whereas Guardiola, everyone thinks he's a fucking crank. I'll give you a good example of it. And it's a, it's a, we always bring everything back to champ or footy manager. But so you show someone your footy manager team after 10 years and it's the best and, you, and you're in that point where you can just click continue 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 and, and, you, and you go oh cool little hole, look at all those players you've got aren't they great but you'd be like but you know when well, you've just got all the players all the players you're meant to get and so you go well, I'm not going to be impressed with that I don't, you know great well done you've, you've, you've put enough time in to, to get to that stage of the game but of course for Pep Guardiola and for people doing that you've had to do it you've had to live through the 10 years and you've had to do the bits and play all the games so for him and this goes back to the City thing of like they still think their football club is the same club that went down to Division 3 or whatever it was they Pep Guardiola's been on the ride and he wants recognition for the for the graft that he's put in and he has because he's worked just as many hours as Jürgen Klopp he's put you know he's made as many decisions more he's been taught about as being someone who cha- who's changed the game and been innovative in his tactics and all that kind of stuff and yet people are literally just there going People don't love him, and it must be hard because we're all looking at going. Where's your finished product? They're the least lovable, the least lovable football team, I think, of the top of the top teams because all the players who were lovable actually he inherited. Yeah, you know, like people love David Silva and Aguero and company to some extent. You know, and, and a few a few others in and around that. What there's just nothing there anymore. You know, you might like you might. I respect Kevin De Bruyne as a footballer. I think he's a brilliant footballer. Not characters though, are they? And maybe this is part of him trying to drum up a rivalry. I don't think he's that arsed, to be honest. And I think to Chris's point, it's, it's more about the football. And maybe everything else that you've just mentioned and the FFP stuff and the fact that the state funded all the money that was spent before he even turned up is overshadowing his achievements as to why people don't appreciate him and like him. And I think you made a point last week or the week before, maybe it's not appreciated, the fact that they do spend loads of money, but that's easily done and it's going to go so wrong. Mm-hmm. Look at Everton, look at Manchester United. You know, we've mentioned yeah. Harry Maguire before, Sancho, Ronaldo, the even recent buys that they've had. You forget they had Lukaku, they had Di Maria. They've had loads of players and it's just gone tits up. I think he deserves credit for, you know, spending money and getting it right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you're dead right. Yeah. Look, for him, him winning... Being one of the best coaches in the world, in, in the world, being a club that can spend more than anybody else in the world, he truly has to dominate mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. And he's not been able to dominate. And that's the thing that will be eating up him yeah. inside because he has had more resources than everybody else. He has had better players than everybody else. He has, the, you know, his coaching staff and all the team behind the scenes got in there two years before. It was supposed to be that he rides in on the crest of a wave and takes over English football and he hasn't been able to do it. That's where it will come back to is that he 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 won't have thought he's achieved enough with City yet. And that's what's eating him up inside. Yeah, the Champions League thing's huge because he wants to win it at Bayern and he couldn't and he should have been able to win it at Bayern but he didn't and he, he's reaping what he's sowing because he's taught he's had to, to condition their fans and he's played into some of their existing mentality on it that the league's more important because you've got to because you don't want you've got to tell them well winning the domestic cups is brilliant the FA Cup and the, the League Cup and all that they're, they're brilliant because they win them every year winning the league's a bigger achievement than winning the, the Champions League he doesn't believe it because he wants to win the Champions League more than and he knows. Because he knows how hard to win the Champions League. Exactly. And uh, he tell you what, Paul, he'd have been sacked when we won the league if he was at Chelsea. Yeah. For being that far off the fucking pace. Yeah. He wouldn't have lasted this long under Abramovich. Mm-hmm. Abramovich would have expected a European Cup by now. Yeah. And, that's a, that's a and he club. should be fortunate because, <laughs> and he should be counted. He should count his blessings because he's at a club that that, that, is just, that has got that, and they've given time, and that's good. They're very, they're very well beyond well organised and, and run football club. Um, but that's the thing is, I think he's he's hurting so badly over the Champions League stuff, but he can't talk about it because he's told everyone that the league's the one, and so for him to then come out and go. Oh, but but really, I'm really sad because the Champions League. Well, he's undermining everything. He's, and if he then starts to come out and let people know how badly that hurts, he undermines his whole position. <laughs> he fucking hates Real Madrid. Yeah, and they're the team that did it. He was a Barca boy and everything else. He despises Real Madrid, and they were the ones that knocked him out in the Bernabeu. Oh yeah, it's glorious. Yep, absolutely. Lovely, lovely stuff. Long may his little... I just, it is that thing of, we know we're Liverpool are in his mind, we know we're in his head, we know he admires Liverpool, because he does. I mean, even that thing, when he come in and he was like, was it when he was talking to Noel Gallagher and was like, you know, Liverpool have got you, you're going to have a walk alone, like City need a song like that. And they're like, well, we've got one, it's Blue Moon. He's like, no, but like, seriously, your own <laughs> song. Uh, <laughs> 
It's the fucking worst, by the way. It's the absolute worst. Why did they do that like mad punk version of it? It's like it's like they deliberately chose to do the fast version of Poor Scouts of Tommy. Like none of them can keep up. Anyway, um, right, we're going to talk about the games coming up. Um, we have got a super chat here from La Chill. It says draw or lose, please. I urge the fans. Let's not lash out to Gerard on Twitter. There's no current association or role with the left. So, yeah, absolutely. People will. Because people are fucking weirdos. So if if Liverpool, if Gerard does anything to slow Liverpool's title whole uh, title charge here, then I'm sure there'll be people calling them all kinds because that's just how people respond on the internet. But just briefly on the Villa stuff, I, I fully expect Steven Gerrard to do everything in his power to stop Liverpool in this game. And, and fair play, he's Aston Villa manager. He's not. He's not our manager. It's not on him to do that. If he wants to do that, if he wants to do that, great. Provided he does exactly the same thing to uh, Man City on the last game of the season, then if he rolls him. over, he's never going to be a Liverpool manager. Yes. Yep. No respect in that in that area. He he it's, he doesn't have it in him. He does not have it in him to roll over for anybody at any point because he he's a Liverpool fan, but he's fucking Steven Gerrard doing what's right for Steven Gerrard first and foremost, yep. isn't he? You know what I mean? Got to keep himself in a job at this rate as well. That's true. Yeah, exactly. He's got more, more and bigger things to concern himself with. If he wants to be Liverpool manager, then it would help. You know, we won't really appreciate it now, but one of the reasons Rafa Benitez ends up with the Liverpool job is the incredible job he does at Valencia at Anfield. Like, yeah. they absolutely play us off the park. Yeah, we couldn't get the ball. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. And I don't want that, of course, but, you know, again, Stephen Gerrard, we, that, that, we, we don't have to worry about that now. That was the, the, the one additional great thing about Klopp extending his contract is that I can, we can get rid of all the bore and pepper in the Stephen Gerrard conversation for another couple of years at least. We just don't have to worry about it. Let him, let Gerrard do Gerrard. And if it turns out that he ends up good enough, sounds like Klopp said himself in his press conference, he was like, like, yeah, yeah, would be great, but it's like, not, it's not, it's not Klopp's decision, not our decision. Gerard's got to prove himself, and it'd be nice. I want, I actually want it to be a big, tough game. I want us to have to fight our way through it because I do want Gerard to be Liverpool manager. I want to be able to see that he's got the capability of going, of doing something to frustrate as long as we win. By the way, um, because again, it'll also give me hope that they can do something against City, which we will. Need, I think we will need them. We will need them to do. Right, FA Cup final this weekend. I'm not sure how we're here. I even quite weird. I keep getting asked what I'm doing on weekends, and I have to be like FA Cup final yeah party live show last game of the season Paris wow okay that's three weeks and then we're done and we can all have a big lie down um, I haven't quite got my head into gear for this yet Chris but the more I, that's why I want to talk about it the more I talk about it the more I think about it and the more I think about it the more excited I get for it we're doing a draft show which we'll talk a little bit more about in a few minutes over on Plus, which is pick and play winners from Liverpool's last three FA Cup wins. We haven't won it since 2006. Mm. Like, that's insane. I genuinely was a bit like, well, obviously, but also I was a little bit taken aback at how long that was because 2006 to me, and I'm sure to you, felt about five years ago. Five minutes ago, like, yeah. Yeah, no, it is, and it's, it's such a long time, isn't it? I mean, Klopp obviously hasn't won the trophy before. Um, we, we've, we, you know, we've been to the final, um, we've been to semi finals it's just not a comp competition we've done well in and you know, I mentioned how many FA Cups Arsenal won 14 like I mean we're miles behind miles behind them yeah like that's mad isn't it and you know I think Arsene Wenger's won the most FA Cups of any manager in England um, I believe obviously winning it three or four times on the bounce or whatever you do will help with that I'm really really looking forward to this because I've never seen Liverpool lift the FA Cup with my own two eyes in the ground, yeah. I, obviously I've seen them lift the FA Cup, but I've never been in the ground for it. So I'm fingers crossed I get to actually cross that off a bucket list as well this year. It's just a bit mad that we're in a in a final under Jurgen Klopp in the you know in the domestic cup. I know we just won the Carabao Cup, but mm -hmm. it's like you know we mentioned being to semi-finals and finals before. Under him, it's been third round, fourth round where we've you know we've drawn Chelsea or Wolves or, or Arsenal, and we've just kind of gone out and just it's forgotten about. I think and our, all our concentration has been on Champions League. And the Premier League over the past couple couple of seasons, like I don't think I've been that asked about domestic cups enough, and I should be, and, they, I, and I am now. Yeah, no, they, they, they've them. taken something special away from the FA Cup by putting it in the middle of the league season, like yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I do think that that's taken a bit of the edge off it. Like yeah. had it had it been end of, end of league, FA Cup, Champions League, that would have been. God, imagine. Yeah. It's just, it feels like it's all been put out of whack here. It feels like, a, like it's like, mad. because like we're two games a week in the fucking league at the moment and yeah. we've thrown an FA Cup in. And, and, that, and again, that, that's the problem is that 
almost like if we lost, like we might look, we might yet lose to Villa, and that that'll open it up because I think if we were to if we were to lose a Villa, I think that's absolutely league done, and then. All your focus then is on the cups, and that it, it, that would be shit to be out the league. But it would actually, I think, sort of crystallise our thinking on these a little bit. But you're dead right. The fact that it's like I'm also thinking about like City have got a game. City have got West Ham in the league. What you know on the Sunday or whatever. That's a mad mentality. It feels it it makes it feel Carabao Cupish where you you're right. You're meant to peak. <laughs> You meant to crescendo at a, at a point, and the Carabao Cup already melted my brain for having to go through penalty shootouts. The goalies in February, <laughs> without having to then survive every day. Generally, I was on a come down for a month after that, and then just managing to pick myself up at this point. But you know, we'll win the FA Cup, and it'd be like no time for love, Doctor Jones. Everyone picked themselves back up again because Southampton on Tuesday. Might as well just stay down in London for an extra couple of fucking days. Honestly, um, but no, I'm, I'm made up, and I, I love the I loved the semi final. The semi final really ignited my reignited my love for the whole thing because the Carabao Cup was great. Tom's preparing a documentary on the Carabao Cup, and we're going to hopefully well we'll have as many documentaries going out post season as. Trophies. trophies we win effectively uh, so we've got one sound that's on that's in production but talking about that was really interesting how I just love that it, it kind of wiped away last year being able to be with the fans it's not the same as missing out on winning the league but this is all the Carabao Cup was a good step the FA Cup could be a good step towards that as well I just want that connection with the players again I want to be there I want them to lift it. I want to see them happy I want them to see us happy that's what we're, we're playing for here the FA Cup in and of itself is not a be all and end all you know it's it's not a major major trophy it's not the league and it's not the Champions League but it is an opportunity for us to again to to start to add to the silverware of the cop era, and also to give us a, a, an opportunity to really bond with the players again. And it's recognition and bonding with the whole squad in that sense, because it's been the whole squad that's contributed to the, to the FA Cup, and more so than, than the league. So like even like Taki for the Carabao Cup, you know, if you were out earlier rounds, doesn't get as much football. Mm-hmm. FA Cup, you know, Harvey Elliott. Diaz when when he first comes in, I think he plays the Cardiff game, doesn't he? And I think he scores as well. Actually, Elliot comes back from his injury. All these games are early stages are important for development and getting people up to speed again. But they've all contributed to Liverpool being in, in the final. They might not play, but when they lift it, we'll all look at the, everyone who's seen those players and go, "You've you've helped us achieve." This. The good thing is there's 90 minutes here, Chris, where it's a one-off game of football. We don't need to be dragged down by everything else. And it's a big challenge of the manager to focus everyone's mindset on this, of course. Um, and hopefully, you know, they haven't been distracted in the week building up to or even the, the stuff that follows it. But it's it kind of like I had this feeling with the semi-final. I Beating Man City felt significant in, in the semi. And that was enjoy- like, they're, they're done now. We don't have to worry about them. They can't. They can't contribute towards this tournament anymore. And that's where we're at with the final now. Having the league has been so stressful for two, three, four seasons now. Literally every game has been has been hyper important for a variety of reasons. It's ninety minutes of footy. It's a one-off game of footy. Win, we'll either win it or we'll lose it. And if we win it, we've got a great, you know, a nice pot to add to the collection and, and, and celebrate. And, and that's it, isn't it? I mean, you know, I look at it the way the Chelsea have been performing the last few weeks, and I think probably the pessimists will be looking at it, going, "Well, you know, they haven't had to play, and they're going to be able to rest players, and where they are in the league, and all that." I'm like, I'd much rather be in a position where every game matters, yeah. because I find it. I think teams struggle picking it back up yes. when that happens. Like you know, and that's why I think it's important to take it to the last game of the season for the Champions League final as well. By the way, yeah. like uh, you know, it's massively important just because you stay in that rhythm, that hunger, that like this is how we play. We've got to keep improving every single day in training. Can't take a weekend off. Chelsea are in a funny position at the moment, whereby they're actually being dragged back into that fight. Yeah. You know, Tottenham and Arsenal. We were talking about them earlier on about them fighting each other. They're not far away from fighting Chelsea. Couple, like, Three points off, Arsenal. Yeah, and Chelsea play. Is it tomorrow night? Chelsea play. Yep. So, like a day's less rest, they're probably going to rest players. Does that mean they have another poor result? All of a sudden, that Tottenham Arsenal game could be who's playing for third. Yeah, it's mad. Well, it's yeah. true. You know, we saw this with Madrid in the Madrid uh, final, Champions League final, where the the gap between the end of the season and that, both teams struggle to just get back up to that intensity because it is, it's hard to, it's hard to go, to go, you know, you've put, you've poured everything in. It's like sitting down, you know, the worst, the most fatal thing you can ever do is sit down. When you're down, on a 12-hour shift in the kitchen, mate, sitting down is not Keep good. Keep going, stand outside, lean against the wall, whatever you do, don't stop, don't sit down because that's getting back this up This is why you is see harder. people jogging at traffic lights, lads. <laughs> 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 
yeah. And it's interesting Liverpool's preparations for that because because it's such a tight turnaround between the Wolves and the Champions League final. They're not going away. So I don't know they won't put their feet up when they go abroad anyway, but they normally go and do preparations abroad for, for these finals. They stay in Liverpool, so they don't have to go anywhere and they can you know continue that momentum that they've got of, you know, Who's the side? Like you know, when Liverpool played Tottenham, who was the side? In it was it a, Sp- a Spanish or a Portuguese side? We went and played behind closed doors to prepare. It was the one we played. Was it Benfica? It was Benfica. Was it Benfica? Yeah. Who the fuck are you picking for mad as a box of frogs, Madrid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess two it- teams pick a team of like over forties and then a team of under twenties <laughs> to play <laughs> <laughs> one half each, maybe. And that's because that's exactly what yeah, that game's yeah. going to be. Right. Like. So, like, are we, are we going to net the class of '92 for Man United for the over forties, and then what? Like, the United don't have good enough players to do the other ones. And Ronaldo might be able to Neville anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Right, sounds. Um, Yeah, I'm really, really, really excited. We've got loads of coverage uh, in the build-up to it. Of course, special shows over on Redmen Plus. We are doing an FA Cup special draft. It is Chris against Ross. It's Liverpool FA Cup winners of the past 30 years. That's 92, 2001 and 2006 is the pool of players to pick their draft teams from. Uh, I also interviewed Michael Thomas to get his FA Cup final story from 1992, scored the opener and set up uh, Ian Rush to, to finish the game as well. The highlights have been doing the rounds on Liverpool social media. You can check that out if that whets your appetite. Get his insight on the game as well. That will be streaming this week. Uh, and we are doing a special debate show as well, as well as the usual build-up shows and all that good stuff. So yeah, uh, we're going FA Cup crazy. Me, Chris and Tom will be at Wembley as well. We'll have a special show on Friday, uh, hopefully from Wembley Way, unless we get turfed out. Uh, so yeah, make sure you keep your eyes and ears peeled for that good stuff as well. Um, are we all good? Yeah. Uh, what are you he's passing notes? To yes, because Reese from Who Knows Windsor texted me to say that there's an event on. Um, on the Saturday for the FA Saturday, Cup yeah. final for, from 2 o'clock in the Philharmonic in Cardiff. If you can't make it to Wembley, you just need to download the Who Knows app and register your interest so you can go to the event. There you go. Yeah, yeah. get involved with yeah. Who Knows Wins. Link is in the description. <clears throat> Do check out redmenplus.com, our Liverpool streaming service for incredible Liverpool cultural features, documents, uh, documentaries, <laughs> documents, fuck me. Uh, yeah, extra shows and all that good stuff. Right, thank you so much, gents. Are you okay there, Ross? Yeah. Just like fucking Harry Potter, Harry Potter fucking thing. Wingardium Liviosa. And we will see you all soon. Ta-da. <laughs>